Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the Cares have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. Bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001. From the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Ursima. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. Is it hot enough for you guys out there? Oh, it's just summer. No big deal. The heat is up, and hopefully uh, so are the air conditioning bills as, uh, you know, summer is moving along, and we are almost to July. It is July or to, to August, excuse me. I'm, uh, I'm behind. Uh, it is currently July 27th. This will air on July 28th. And excited to get to that month of August because, yeah, I know summer's almost over and school's around the corner, but that also means football is here. And specifically, August 19th, Rio opens up against Francis Parker down in San Diego for their week zero opponent, a little road trip to start the year. It has been an exciting summer. Not only did the boys go on a great summer trip where uh, they they saw a lot, learned a lot, grew together. Uh, but the podcast, man, has been on fire. It's been as hot as the, the heat outside. We have had some amazing guests. If you haven't had a chance, man, go back and look. Uh, early in the summer, we talked to Coach Carson kind of mapping out the summer. We heard from some assistant coaches, got to learn learn them a little bit. AJ Corsini, Will Tarico, Ed Drain, uh, Pastor uh Pastor Rocky Seto, who uh, coached at USC and for the Seattle Seahawks, who will now be on the coaching staff. He's been on the podcast. We've heard from Navy SEAL BJ Jacobs uh, from the class of 1998 from Real Hondo Prep. It has been awesome and it has been a pleasure. People thank me all the time, but the pleasure has been all mine. It's an honor to do this. Uh, getting a little burned out here uh, as uh, the summer is ending and football season gets going. But by the time we kick off, uh, it will just be that weekly routine, right, of uh, of Sunday or Saturdays maybe uh, this year with game recaps and, of course, our Friday night games. So looking forward to getting to, ki getting to kick off. There's going to be a few weeks of practices here in August that I'm excited about. I'm going to try to get out to an interview, maybe some of the boys, and get you fans who aren't able to uh, maybe see practices, get you some insight. And, and hey, maybe I shouldn't have to, but maybe you're going to say, hey, you know, the boys aren't working too hard uh, today on a certain Wednesday or whatever. It keeps the boys uh you know accountable and now i have i have no doubts they're going to be uh, working really hard uh they've been working hard all summer and and just very very excited to get this thing going so this will be kind of our final special summer episode if you will starting next week we'll be talking to coach carson again to map out what's going on uh building up to the season we'll, we'll get an update on maybe the practice schedule kind of a depth chart so you guys get to hear about who some of the uh, the players are returning guys and, and newcomers right that's always fun and then once practices start there's the meet the team again uh, event on uh, august 12th uh, a friday night that that we will be at and we'll probably release an episode the day after so we can get some content on that and then it's game day man august 19th uh, saturday a few weeks so it's coming really quick and i hope you guys have enjoyed talking about the past the present last week's episode honoring the the 50 year anniversary of Reels first championship in 1973 uh, talking to three uh, fine uh, fine uh, gentlemen there uh, as well recapping that so it's just been a great summer and i appreciate all the kind words uh and so it's weird where you get inspiration from and uh, i do a lot of thinking sometimes it's my greatest asset but it can also you know you think too much in your head sometimes it can it can hurt you quite a bit um today is july 27th 
And uh, on this day, 15 years ago, in 2008, unfortunately, uh, I lost my mother. And it was only a few uh, short years after graduating high school. And um, I just remember being in my early 20s and thinking, you know, wow, how am I going to, how am I going to move on? What am I going to, you know, it's just like, I got to go through life without mom. That just, that doesn't seem possible. And she's been with me every step of the way, but um, every time around this year, uh, every, uh, every year around this time, I should say, I definitely put a lot of thought into her and just like, I know the day's coming. And so uh, it got me into thinking about uh, parents and specifically the parents of Real Hondo Prep and my mom was such a loyal supporter of me and my brother and and, and people she never even met or knew uh, before, just that they they wore the real Hondo uniform and she was a very, a very great supporter. And I just remember as a player, always looking up in the stands and seeing where my parents were. My my mom was, uh, was loyal and uh, passionate. My father, um, as loud as can be, you know, kind of a quiet guy at heart like me, but uh, when football kicked off, he was, a, he was a different person. And so I just remember when I played, you know, whenever things would happen, I'd kind of look up and see my parents and know where they were. And, um, and even after I was done playing, they would come and support people again, kids they didn't knew, but it, they were real Hondo people. And so my parents were going to support real Hondo fans. I think that's one of the beauties of real Hondo football is that when uh, parents of kids, when they move on, when they graduate, Hey, it doesn't mean you still can't come back to games and support, you know, to Friday night to relive it. And, and we're all part of this. This is all one big club. So, um, it, it goes on forever. I remember watching games or playing games when I, and just see looking up in the stands and seeing people that I was like, their kids are long gone and have moved on and they still come to games. It's just something special at real. And so, um, I thought not as a way to honor my mother, but just, I, I don't know, man, it, you get in a certain frame of mind and you start thinking about the past and, and also the future. And I'm always trying to come up with ideas for the podcast. This summer has been awesome. Navy, we got Navy SEALs and 50 year anniversaries, recapping summer trips. I'm incredibly proud of this stuff. Um, but I thought as I was kind of thinking of my mom a, a week or so ago, I was like, knowing this day was coming up and knowing that I would be releasing an episode the, the day after her uh, unfortunate anniversary. Um, I was like, you know what? You know what we never really got to hear was from the parents. You know, occasionally you'd hear, parents get up there at a pie auction or something, or, or, you know, say, Oh, we're, we're proud of our guys, right. We're proud of our sons. But I was like, you know what, let's, let's talk to the senior parents. Let's talk to um, each of them individually, just do a 10, 15 minute interview and ask them, you know, what, what has been your thoughts of your sons going through the program the past few years for some of these guys, you'll, you'll, you'll find out here uh, in the next few minutes, some of them transferred in as juniors, uh, a good chunk of them did. And so they didn't get the, the junior high experience at Rio or even the, the early uh, underclassmen years of Rio. But I still think everyone who is now a senior has really gotten their fill of the real Hondo football experience. I know the players have, and what you're going to hear today that, not only that, but the parents have, and the parents contribute so much. They get off work early. They, they make sure the coolers are full of drinks and, and their sandwiches and food and their kids equipment, the laundry's done right. Mom and dad do so much. And so I wanted as a way to honor them, give them an opportunity here on the podcast to obviously say what the experience has been like the past few years, you know, as a football mom, as a football dad, but also how they've seen their son grow and maybe how their son has uh, developed in this program so to go from, you know, a young boy to, to a young man. And 
it, it was an honor to sit down with everyone and talk to them. You know, some people were like, what exactly you want us to talk about? I kind of mapped it out. And then I said, at the end, I want each of you to uh, say just words of encouragement, whatever you want to say to your son going into their senior season. Um, it can be anything, anything you feel is that's appropriate. And so it was, a, it's not only that it's a gift to the players uh, and an opportunity for them to hear from mom and dad to hear publicly uh, before the world, if you will. And I wanted the players to hear this from their parents before the double sessions start here in August, before the ball really gets rolling with the gear on and everything, because as coach AJ Corsini always says out there, do not embarrass your parents, right? Uh, you know, act accordingly, try hard, all those good things. And I wanted the boys, specifically the seniors to hear from their parents and to, to just know that they are fully supported and to appreciate these moments the next few months, because every snap, every drill, every film session, every weightlifting session, everything you're going to do, it's going to fly by. And a cold night in the playoffs in the very near future, you're going to say, when did it all go? How did it all go by so quickly? And so this is a gift for the parents, but also to the players. And, and my challenge to the players My challenge to the players, not just the seniors, but to all the young men, <clears throat> appreciate your parents. I know you guys are teenagers and oh, I don't want to hug mom. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to tell dad, you know, everything that's going on. I, we've all been there, but. I want you guys to appreciate mom and dad because you never know how much time you have with them. And I'm not here to make this podcast about me. I never am. I want, I just want the young men to, to know that the people that love and support them, we don't always know it at the time, but you appreciate it later on. And so that's why I wanted this immediate kind of uh, gratitude session here on the uh, charge to keep podcast not only for the parents to say a few kind words about their sons and to uh, maybe educate us as fans right a little bit uh, about uh, the young men that are going to represent all of us here in the next few weeks and people may ask why does kids at real what alumni at real honda well you know you guys watch a podcast and you care about your high school football team even though you haven't been there in 30 or 40 years yes we do because these young men who take the field on friday nights represent themselves their families and everyone who has ever worn the crest on their helmet, anyone who's worn real Hondo across their chest, it's a charge to keep uh, forever. So uh, this is uh, just a few short interviews with the parents of each of our young men. I was unable, unfortunately, to chat with one of the uh, parents, um, the the Barry family, uh, Owen Barry, a, a senior, a transfer from uh, Maranatha just last year, transferred in as a junior. He was a team manager for Rio the past couple of uh, or last year I should say he's going to be suiting up this year playing football I think for the first time so that's something really special kind of reminds me of uh, Cody Nelson uh, you know last year who, who was a big time player for Real Hondo uh stepping up as a senior and 
did get a chance to talk with the Barry family because uh, there was some un unforeseen uh, in, uh, situation incident that came up. So our, our prayers, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with them for sure. But uh, we were supposed to record tonight. Didn't happen. Uh, so I wanted to say a, a few things about uh, Owen there. I did get a chance to record a brief message with um, uh, Mrs. Shelly Berry, uh, Owen's mom, who had a, a few nice things to say about uh, her son. But uh, I wanted to uh, say a few things about Owen. Again, I don't know a lot of these guys still uh, getting to know them over the years. And um, what I what I heard about Owen was that uh, Owen is, uh, again, transferred from Maranatha. Um, the, the family, they came over. They're just all in on the program. Uh, they go to youth church. Uh, Owen has grown in confidence the past couple of years. Um, he's he's going to play football this year after being a manager. So I think that's a big deal. Coach Carson said that uh, Owen did a vlog of the summer trip, some kind of like video uh, blog throughout the thing. So, uh, and a very good, very uh, good student and a uni unique outlet, unique sense of humor, I will say. Those are a few things I heard from Coach Carson, as well as a few other colleagues uh, on the staff to uh, kind of describe Owen, uh, Owen Barry. So we're not going to hear uh, an interview from him. Unfortunately, maybe later on down the road, if it works out, we can do that. That's why I like planning these things out and recording them way in advance so that everything gets done uh, in a timely manner. But again, an un unforeseen um, yeah, situation uh, popped up in the Barry family. So they were unable to to do their interview. But uh, in, um, in uh, I guess, the next best thing, I did get a chance to hear a very quick uh, interview or student interview uh voice message from mrs barry and as a as a reminder guys you can always send in voicemail mails on the charge to keep podcasts it's under anchor dot anchor.fm uh slash uh, charge to keep i'll send you the specific links but you can always send in a voicemail it's a one minute limit or shoot me a text with a voice message uh it works as well but i like kind of having voices heard on the podcast so before we get into the remaining six interviews i have that each go about 10 maybe 15 minutes each with the families, um, I, I want you to hear uh, a brief message from Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Be Be excuse me, Mrs. Barry here uh, that uh, she said about her son Owen Barry, the uh, upcoming senior for the 2023 season. Owen, Dad and I want you to know how incredibly proud we are of you. Through the ups and downs of the last three years, with the challenges of COVID and changing schools and learning new sports, you are becoming such a strong and amazing young man. We cannot wait to see what your senior year holds. Thank you, Mrs. Barry. And uh, hopefully you guys could uh, hear that okay. If you turned it up a little bit, I know it's probably a little, uh, or my mics are probably a little louder. So hopefully you guys will be able to hear that. Um, very kind words from Mrs. Barry. Uh, you know, a, a, a mom and a family that kind of came over just last year and all of a sudden, boom, her son's a senior at Real Hondo Prep. So uh, that's how things go sometimes. And uh, you know what? Hey, no big deal. You you uh, you uh, compensate and adjust. So Owen's going to be playing ball this year for Rio. Excited about that and uh, suiting up. And, uh, you know, he's done a great job contributing to the team as a team manager. Every everybody counts on the, on this team, right? Every every drop, every every um, every piece matters, we'll say. And so the team managers the uh, lower level guys, the varsity guys, uh, it's one big family and appreciate uh, Mrs. Barry saying a few kind words there uh, in the short time that we were able to uh, to communicate. So uh, without uh, any more delays from me, we will dive into our uh, interviews with our seniors, the senior, the senior sons, if you will. We will talk about the uh, the uh, upcoming season. We'll talk about um, 
you know, some memories. We'll just dive into it with each of these families individually. And I'm just going to let them play. I'm going to let them play. So one after the another, there shouldn't be any, any uh, interruptions for me. So when one ends, I'll dive right into the next one. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. The 2023 football season is upon us. And these are your seniors, the class of 2024, uh, hearing from their wonderful families on this special edition of the Charge to Keep podcast. Okay, I am now joined by Mr. and Mrs. Mustaine, the proud parents of senior quarterback Alex Mustaine, who transferred in last year to Rio Hondo Prep as we continue this segment uh, talking to the parents of our upcoming seniors for the 2023 season. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mustaine, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, uh, we're kind of just doing a rapid test here. We just want uh, to hear from you guys uh, kind of about your son, um, you know, any encouraging words you want to say, uh, which we'll probably get to at the end. But basically, um, you know, you guys are unique in the sense you got into Rio last year, the junior year, um, and Alex had a great season. But, I mean, so far, what has the Rio Hondo Prep experience been like for you guys? It's been a very diverse experience for us. He's coming from public school and – as I'm sure you guys uh, keep up, you know, there's a lot going on, but we were challenged to move closer and, and we kind of always felt, you know, he's a multi-sport kid and the challenge came out to us from the Curtis family that this is a, a neat uh, opportunity. Rio does things um, that, that just aren't done out in any other places. And so we looked into it, we spoke to Coach Carson and came for a visit and it was, it was a neat fit. You know, Alex is kind of one of those, one of those kids who just kind of does everything and, uh, so that was the draw for us is a Rio is a, a neat place that um, expand the, the opportunity to grow in, in the Lord. And then also you have opportunities athletically to grow there uh, and just a, a neat, safe place to grow as a young man. Well, I will say from my brief interactions with him last year, um, and and Mrs. Mrs. Mustaine, I'm sure you're probably really happy about this. The, the, the kid is always smiling. I don't think I've never not seen, I'm, I happen to be on the sidelines, no matter how good or bad things are going, that kid is just free-spirited. He's happy. I'm like, hey, you know there's a game going on right now. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm having a great time. So he's always smiling out there. He is. A lot of people say that about him. It's just part of his personality, I guess. <laughs> well, he, he's, uh, I'm sure he got a lot of that from you guys. Um, he played at uh, Crescenta Valley uh, High School for the first couple years and then transferred in last year with the junior and i remember seeing him being like man he he looks he's got the part he looks like a quarter I, I was never very tall he's got a good height on him um and uh started the year as a as a backup but then filled in i mean when you come to rio as you as you mentioned hey you don't just play one position they got him playing tight end and defensive back and kicking so he kind of learned to do everything yeah it was it was a, a very unique experience for him because coming in he'd never really played defense before um, he's always been groomed as a quarterback. Um, the kicking game kind of came with that because of the previous history as a soccer player as a natural fit. Um, so when Coach Carson was like, hey, look, we need to need him to expand in some other areas, I said, well, I said, 
good luck coach I go because he's never done it so you're gonna have to you know put him where you need him and you know just kind of guide him along the way because he doesn't know very much other than that so it's it was unique I think they started him out at uh, free safety and uh, and then at uh, receiver um, they put him a little bit tight in because of his understanding of, of how things worked uh, and so it was, it was just a unique experience I think he played you know three different positions and all of them first time. So from that respect, um, outside of quarterback, those were all new things for him to learn. And the challenge of uh, learning the new system at Rio, um, it, it took a lot of study and he continues to learn and grow. I know he's spending time learning that again, still with Coach Johnson and Coach Carson, put in a film time this summer and continue to you know uh, roll practice and, and work. So we're definitely excited for the opportunity to see the team grow this year and go. Yeah, I mean, welcome to Rio. You 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 dive in and you're gonna you're gonna play everything. I mean, you're gonna contribute every which way you can. And he definitely did that last year. I uh, thought he had a very good season. To me, it would it would appear that he didn't even look like he was someone that was new to the program. It looked like he he was uh you know had been involved for quite some time. Um, I, I never want to bash other schools or anything like that, but. As far as coming to Rio, did you guys see a difference right away from either the coaches or kind of just the way things, uh, the business was handled? I mean, you guys seem to really embrace the program right, right away. I know Alex did. I mean, was the, was the difference in kind of the real Hondo way, uh, did that just jump out to you guys right away? Yeah, it, like I said, it's, it's definitely unique coming in from like the outside perspective. But I'd say what helped him transition was because we were looking at it the prior year, even though he had played at Crescenta Valley High School uh, his sophomore year, he still stayed in touch with a lot of the guys. We went to some games. He was down on the field afterwards, kept up. You know, he started to build some relationships because we were looking in, and it just it was a housing issue for us not to be able to move. So he still kept up. And we were ready to go sophomore year, and, and he seemed like it was a good fit then. Like I said, the only holdup for us was just not being able to get out so that he could actually, you know, attend and, and be close. And that was one of the key pieces. But yeah, it's definitely a challenge to learn uh, so much. Um, you know, at, at Crescenta Valley, you're one sport athlete as opposed to a multiple sport athletes. So he had never had to go and and uh, play two other sports. And so that was uh, that was neat. Um, but learning uh, the things that they were going on. I mean, he's always he's always felt since the sophomore year he's a Rio kid without being at Rio. And that's when you go down and you hang out with some of those guys on. Uh, on the weekends and he'd play with them, you know, on the weekends kind of the whole year, sophomore year. So it was kind of like, oh, we're finally to where we needed to be. So that was a neat relief. Absolutely. That's uh that's good to hear. And uh, you know, it's it's so fun. The, the diversity really in the real Hondo program. Kids from all over come together and it's just like you're playing in your backyard, really. Uh Mrs. Mustaine, question for you. What is Alex like at home? Is does he does he do his chores? Is his room clean? Uh, is he a good brother to those two younger sisters? Take take me uh, to, to home, Alex. To home, Alex? Well, he's like a regular teenager, you know. His room, gotcha. he, he has to be told to do things like everybody <laughs> else, I'm sure. But for the most part, he's always been kind of like a really laid back teenager and just easy to get along with. Good stuff. You know, Very very good stuff. And you mentioned beforehand, you guys have uh, two younger daughters who it's looking like they're going to be going into Pearl and, and Rio as well. Yeah, right now our daughter uh, Emily is going into third grade. Um, she's currently um, in the Care Youth League program playing sports there as well. They're in the middle of soccer 
wrapping up the championship for soccer uh, Wednesday. And she's thoroughly enjoyed that. It's been a very unique experience for her as well. Coming from the public school in La Crescenta, um, we love the fundamentals that Pearl brings. It's just mm -hmm. a really unique environment as well. And she's thriving in sport and in uh, and in this classroom as well, being at Pearl. So it's, it's been a total family transition. We up and moved from uh, Sunland out to Arcadia in order to just do everything, you know, full force. So huge commitment on both sides. Oh yeah, big time. That's, well, that's great stuff. The uh, future is bright, sounds like, for the Mustang family, but it's gotta be fun having now a, a senior uh, teenager, your oldest, uh, just going through the program now. I, that's gotta be just a blast for you guys, I can only imagine. Do you have any specific memories a favorite memory, maybe from last season. Uh, it could be a win, a loss, maybe a big play Alex made. I will, I will never forget that touchdown catch he had uh, down in Orange County, where he was like looking behind him for who was going to catch him, and I was just like, "Run, run!" because <laughs> he was so wide open. So that's a memory I have. But any anything jump out from last season? You know, there's there's just a ton of different things just because of where he was at, um, and and all the different looks that that they had him give. You know, that's one that's one play that definitely he was shocked. He's like, oh, okay. And the funny thing is they drew that up that night at halftime after going everything. He got together with Coach Johnson and they were looking at things with Armando and, and they're like, oh, this looks like this is going to be open. So they, hey, let's try this. So they did. Um, I think one of the, the the best memories we have so far recapping is that actually at Boron. Um, that was really neat to go to. Um, and they threw the double pass. And he connected with uh, Colodro. But what made that so fun, especially us, is we watched that um, when we came back and they finally put that up, was the commentary in the background. Oh, it was absolutely priceless. It was great. The visiting coach, yeah, or the, the home coach. Somebody. I think they said, I think he, you know, he had a little accent on him, too, and he was like, oh, here we go, hickory dickory. Like, <laughs> and I, will laugh, I laughed so hard myself, yeah. The bomb, that was awesome. So uh, good stuff, more big memories ahead for this season. Um as we uh, kind of wrap up this short segment, just uh, want to say thank you to you guys for for all you do for the for the parents. Um, the I mean, the program couldn't exist without the support of the parents and everything. But uh, just any in words of encouragement, anything you guys want to say directly to your son. It is his senior season. It will kick off here in a few weeks. Um, once you take that helmet off for high school football, for most of us, I mean, that's it. So you got to cherish every snap. But uh, yeah, any any words of wisdom for your son moving forward here? <laughs> we just encourage him to continue to um, do what is asked to the best of his abilities. We're proud of all the work he's put in. He continues to work out each day and, and prepare for this opportunity. We're very grateful for everything that Rio has provided for him. And in that way, it's just been a neat culmination of God's providence in our lives and in his life. And we're excited to see how this senior year will, will come to fruition for all the boys and for the program. And, and for everybody who's involved, it's just really neat. So we're excited to see him be a part of that. It's going to be great. And I'll promise you this, it's going to be very, very fast. You're going to blink and be like, what, what just happened? So uh, you guys enjoy it as well. Thanks for doing this and for kicking off our, our senior parent segment um, with a, a special episode here honoring the seniors and just very excited about everything. So thanks for uh, kind words. And uh, we'll see you on the sidelines very, very soon in a few weeks. We'll look forward to it. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm once again joined by a couple of senior parents, the proud parents of Seth 
Aguilar for Real Hondo Prep. It's been a great time talking to the parents of the, the seniors uh, the, the past uh, few days and putting this all together. So uh, Bernadette and Renee Aguilar, hello, welcome. How are we doing tonight? Great. Great. Thank you for having us. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure, and it's a chance to give the parents of the seniors uh, a, a little bit of a voice, you know, when they get to hear about their kids and, and you know, you guys see them behind the scenes uh, at home and everything. So we get to learn a little bit about them and get to hear about uh, their experiences just kind of raising teenagers. Now, you, you guys had an older son uh, who graduated Rio just a couple years ago, so you're kind of redoing the whole redoing the whole thing uh, over again in, in a short time. Yes, and we're, I'm glad that I get to do it again. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of savoring this. You know, the first one is, it's really hard. And um, then you think, you know, okay, I, I got Seth, you know, and, and I mean, of course, we're, we're still there alongside Joaquin, but um, it's very, senior years are very emotional and intense. Well, and, and it's got to be tough for you guys because I mean, I mean, Mr. Aguilar doesn't. It had to seem just like yesterday that he was uh, just just a freshman, and now all of a sudden he's a senior. Yeah, yeah. Time has flown by, especially with sports bouncing around everywhere and uh, getting to, to to practice and to games. Flies. Yeah, yeah. Real keeps you busy, and uh, it keeps the parents busy <laughs> also because of all that. Uh, Seth, or uh, yes, yeah, Seth just went on a, a senior trip with the team. And they're ready for the football season. They're going to get going here in a few weeks. Um, did he tell you any any favorite memories uh, from the trip? Did he share it all with you, or was he like a typical teenage boy, just like, yeah, it was fun, mom and dad. I had a good time. We definitely have to pull it out of him, but uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he, he shared uh, his experiences. He loved the theme parks. Um, just uh, the trip we noticed with the older one, he came back a different kid, and uh, I think I noticed this in Seth as well too. It, it matures them a little. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's a big part of the trips at Rio is for them to, you know, go and learn to be away from mom and dad. I think that's important and, and to grow into young men. And so uh, hopefully, yeah, the, the entire team uh, was able to do all that. It's an exciting time. I always wondered about trip years versus non-trip years, you know, building into football season. But uh, I think it's a great way to build uh, experience. Uh, Bernadette, you were, I, we were talking off the air. Uh, you went to Rio Hondo Prep and you were a classmate of, I, I believe, Coach Carson's wife, Claudia? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and um, I I attribute being at Rio to to growing my faith and to where I am today. Um, I definitely believe that God called me to Rio to keep. I had a hunger for Him, and and I I believe He brought me to Rio to to continue on with that. And uh, my desire was always to experience Him, and um, and I have and. That's something that I've instilled in, in Seth and Joaquin. And I'm just, um, to me, it's miraculous that I got to return to Rio and my boys are attending Rio. I mean, uh, after I toured the campus, uh, while well, I visited with the, the leader, Mrs. Hampton, and, and she took me down, I, I really felt God tugging on my heart um, to try to get my boys to attend Rio. Uh, they weren't a part of Care Youth League. And I called her up and I, I said, hey, I know this is crazy. I mean, for me, it was crazy, Matt, because back when I was at Rio, um, you were in care and then you got to go into Rio. So I, 
I didn't really know how that was going to work for my kids not to be a part of care and attend Rio. And I was glad things had changed. And so um, it was just astonishing to me that Joaquin would have the, the opportunity uh, to go into Rio as a freshman, having not attended Care Youth League. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that times have changed a little bit. And you look at just this senior class having to talk, uh, getting to talk to all the parents already. And, you know, all of them have a story. I mean, uh, a couple of them transferred in uh, as juniors. Uh, we had another guy from, from another country, obviously, uh, you know, an international student. I mean, there's many different types of kids that come to Rio. And I think um, some things have changed uh, for the better in that. And and I think it's it's probably an easier transition when you grow up in Care Youth League going to Rio, but it sounds like both boys uh, really took advantage of, of the opportunity and haven't haven't skipped a beat. It seems like they've been in uh, Care Youth League uh, right from the beginning. Right. It does. It feels that way. It felt um, very streamlined. And I mean, initially it wasn't, you know, that summer was tough uh, for Joaquin and um, Seth is pretty easygoing, you know, and so I was glad that I was like, okay, I have, I have Seth in, now I got to work yeah. on Joaquin. But uh, <laughs> once uh, they attended class, it, I was just shocked at how their, their class and, and the leaders embraced them and they felt welcomed and it just felt like they had been there, you know. Um, I think, you know, it helped that I had gone to Rio and, um, mm -hmm. Their teachers and leaders were like, okay, you're, you're Bernadette's sons, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it kind of gave them some background. What has it been like, uh, you know, with your guys' experiences with the football program? Mr. Aguilar got that, got the Rio hat on looking sharp. I like that. And, uh, you know, the, the dads always rock the gear the best, I think. But, but as far as, I mean, your older son, Joaquin, went through the, the football program with a great senior class. I mean, a few years ago, some amazing games you guys I'm sure got to, got to see it be a part of. And then, you know, with, with Seth going into his senior year, it's, it's kind of a special time of real football right now. If you had to kind of sum up your experiences uh, as a, uh, as real football parents, I mean, what's it been like the past few years? Um, I, I feel like the camaraderie in that team is just amazing. It's a brotherhood. Um, the trips do really cement that. I mean, they're, their brothers on and off the field when it comes to to this program. Um, they don't just follow each other through football, they follow them through other sports. And uh, even if they're not in that sport, uh, the, the baseball team will come support the volleyball team. The soccer team comes in and supports the basketball team. I mean, everybody's following everybody, the girls sports, the boys sports, it's just a, it's just a, a big team. The whole, the, whole, the whole foundation is based on that. And uh, I think it's just, it just shows, and it, it shows as a senior that that strength has been built you know, since they were, since they started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's four short years of the time just flies. And I feel like Rio football, I mean, it's, it's really the epicenter of, of the school and, and there's other sports as well, but there's something special about the football program. It just includes everybody in some form. And, um, you know, whether you're a team manager or a guy that doesn't play much or an all CIF player, like everyone's on this like equal playing field everyone's on the team everyone's a part of it and so it is like you said the brotherhood really does uh bring it all together i think it actually means that yeah rio not just 
you know, some other schools throw it out there and stuff. Uh, I asked a few things about Seth because I'm still getting to know these guys. Uh, something Coach Carson uh, summed up Seth quite well. Uh, was said that Seth is reliable, he's respectful, and he's on time. So I, I don't know. I think Mom and Dad probably had something to do with that over the years. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the other time part. <laughs> in regards to my influence. But for Renee, yes. Uh, but yeah, I um, Seth is a very warm person and he's very loyal. He's He's got his brother's back. And, and sometimes I'm like, Seth, you know, you can, it's okay, you know, but he's like, mom, he's my brother, you know. And um, I just, uh, I think he goes out there and he puts his heart into it. Um, he he may not feel like he can do certain things, but um, I think uh, like if if you know with um, Coach AJ placing him at center, he's like you're my center, you're my center man, and you know <laughs> Seth is like okay, I'm your center, you know. <laughs> so um, that really builds him up and. Um, I'm just praying that, you know, he'll uh, allow God to do big things this season. Yeah, it's exciting. All this talk and build up, like, the Sarah, let's just get to the season. Let's kick this thing off, uh, you know, and, and I know it's tough uh, for any fan to watch a game, but, it, I mean, the parents, it, it's got to be just nerve-wracking to see your boys out there and, you know, you want them to do so well. Um, I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Uh, I asked the I asked the boys sometimes, you know, when I get to interview them, uh, questions, but they're not always as talkative maybe as they come across. Uh, what What are some things you could tell us, tell the fans, let us uh, let us know about uh, Seth just uh, as a person, maybe what he what he's thinking of doing after high school, or I don't know. How would uh, how would how would the fans get to know uh, Seth Aguilar a little bit better? I'd like to get to know Seth Aguilar a little better. <laughs> Quiet. Um, Quiet. Yeah, he's just a, a man of few words, you know, but when he does say those words, they, they, they do, they're usually pretty important, but uh, if you need a laugh, if you need a, you need a smile, you know, just, just walk around Seth and he'll get that out of you. Yeah, and I, Seth has, Seth is passionate. He has his passions. Um, he loves music and movies. He likes to cook. He likes to experiment with that. So I've, you know, I've been kind of, hey, you know what, you want to try out culinary? Um, he, I, I think he learns best through listening and 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 doing. So um, he's not he hasn't honed down, you know, his passion. But I think this next year is going to be very fruitful for Seth, especially coming off that trip. Um, I just think that even though he doesn't say any, you know, he doesn't show, share a lot. He's um, taking in a lot. Definitely. That's, that's, what's important. Sometimes, uh, yeah, the quiet ones, they're just, they're just thinking, you know, I, I, I can relate. I can relate. So, uh, finally, as we kind of wrap it up here, uh, just got a quick, uh, you know, some, some quick, quick hitter episode, uh, portion of the segment here. Um, it's your opportunity now, each of you to say anything you'd like to about your son, uh, words of encouragement going into his senior year. I'm sure it's, you know, hard for you guys that time has flown by, but, um, before you know it, it's going to be over and uh, graduation and all those things too. So what would you like to say uh, to your son, uh, Seth Aguilar, as he starts his senior season? Well, I I think what I would like to share is 
basically a little bit of my own walk and testimony. Um, my dad shared with me about God, but I didn't have that. Um, my my parents didn't attend church, you know. We lived next door to a church, so my dad would say, put your dress on and go to church, you know. But when I I opened my, my heart up to the Lord as a little girl, and I believe Rio was a was an answer to my prayer to to not just believe in him but to experience him and uh, for my son that's what I've shared and instilled is to experience God so I I just want him to fully surrender this season you know any apprehension or anxiety that he has about you know not much, having much experience playing uh, varsity football and just let God do whatever he wants to do in regards to Seth being on the team and just really enjoy it and have fun and um, and that's what I would share with Seth and the team is that um, if you want to seek God well not if you want to seek God with with all your heart and know that um, you're going to live you're, you're going to have your best season and your best life and you won't regret it. I think that, you know, I was just listening to a song um, by Brandon Lake, uh, Gratitude, and it says, come on my soul, oh don't you um, get shy on me, lift up your, lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs, get up and praise the Lord. And I just, um, for me, Matt, I was very in, um, very quiet, you know, kind of like Seth. And God did a major work on me in my life. And and I just want to share that testimony with kids. Like, God has a specific plan for you. And everything is intentional. And at Rio, they're just pouring in, pouring these values and and God into these kids so that they can have a chance to experience him too. And, and so that, that's what I would say to Seth and to the entire football team. Very well said, Mr. Aguilar, would you like to add uh, anything for your son? Just want to say uh, that I've never seen a kid with more courage. Um, he's always the smallest guy to walk in a room, but uh, I guarantee you he's probably the one of the toughest ones in there. I like that. I like that. Good stuff, my kind of guy. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, at football games, sideline, and the bleachers, whatever. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for another season. Another senior senior year of football for you guys. I hope you're ready. Yes, Matt. Thank you so much. I just want to thank you for this opportunity to to think about the upcoming season and to pray for the team and pray for the boys. And uh, I just appreciate your podcast. I think it is. Um, a wonderful tool that Rio has. I'm grateful for your gift. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor and a privilege uh, to, to be able to do it. And it brings me a great deal of joy as well. The, the uh, pri privilege is all mine. Thank you again, Mr. And Mrs. Aguilar. We'll be seeing you in a few short weeks. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, okay. As we continue to talk to the parents of the seniors, I'm now joined by Mike Murphy and Pauline Murphy, 
who are the home state parents of senior Hanson Liu, a couple of uh, CIF champions uh, as well, I must say. Uh, Mike Murphy, how are you doing this evening? Great. How are you, Matt? I'm wonderful. Happy to be with you guys. And Pauline? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, thanks for doing this. Appreciate uh, you and the other parents talking to me about uh, the seniors. You guys have a unique situation, an international student who stayed with you for uh, you know over four years. And uh, if you could talk to me about kind of when Hanson, when you guys first met Hanson, when, when he first uh, came over and started staying with you guys. Well, like most uh, international students we get, when he came, he didn't speak much English. So it was kind of hard. And unfortunately for him, he, he came the second semester of, of eighth grade. Unfortunately for him, right after he came is when COVID hits. And so, uh, you know, they had to learn from home, which is not ideal for an English language learner. So um, it, that was basically, I think, it, pretty much his first year because it was the second semester of uh, eighth grade and then ninth grade. I think the first semester they were also at home. And so not ideal, not ideal uh, circumstances it, to be in a foreign country trying to learn in a foreign language. I mean, I, I think high school is hard enough for anyone, but try to imagine learning all those subjects in a foreign language, especially when you're taking a foreign language in a foreign language. Yeah. But he's, oh, he's been great. He's done no, great. I, you know, I would say about his his third year, it really the language really clicked for him, and he's he's really works hard, and he's a good student. That's outstanding to hear, and uh, yeah, just one of the many great foreign exchange students Rio has had. I mean, I know people that have uh, been speaking English their whole lives and and still struggle with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, props absolutely. to him. You know what I'm saying? So it's really <laughs> funny. Um, so on top of learning the language and learning and uh you know living in a new country when the, the pandemic and everything's going on uh he eventually also has to learn this crazy sport called football i mean all the foreign exchange students it's very unique at rio it's like hey here's your pads you're going to be on this team now and it's like wait what are you talking about so uh talk to me about uh that experience for him well i know like the first year that he started he would um show up about 20 to 30 minutes late because we lived right by school and so he would show up late because he was just so nervous and he's just like why am i doing this you know and it was just like yeah and then once we moved out to upland he had no um, option to walk home <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but foot, football is by far by far the hardest for the international students to learn is so foreign to them you know if you're not an american football is really foreign he's picked up basketball and volleyball really well he loves those sports he does well there but football he uh, at this point hasn't had a lot of interest in but <laughs> but he could be really good he's really physically strong so if he decided he wanted to be he could be a really good football player well, well, he's uh, definitely got some height, which explains, you know, his interest in volleyball and, and basketball and such. And again, those are international sports, but it is a uniqueness at Rio when when these guys come and they're on the team. And and you know what? Even if guys don't play a whole lot, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful uh, to, to know. I mean, Will Tarico pointed out on his podcast, the foreign exchange shoes on, on the sidelines in the football uniforms, the enthusiasm that's there. And to the to the guys, I mean, just imagine if, if we were in their shoes, it would be so uh, most of us probably wouldn't be able to do it. So I, I definitely applaud the, the guys who stick it out and uh, keep wearing that uniform 
for four years. And uh, big senior year coming. I'm sure he's going to be out there again. He, he does seem to have a good time on the sideline with whoever he's talking to. And, and when he does get in the game, he has a good uh, time talking to the other team, too. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying on conversations with the other side. Yeah. Hey, and that's, he, he that's actually, great. Yeah, he actually now enjoys practices. And so, because um, I asked him this year, was he going to, you know, still be on the team? He goes, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the practices. So I said, okay. So, you know, yeah. I, I think the thing was uh, that he shared with us is he just felt too much pressure in the game. He didn't want to blow it for the team. So he didn't want to be out there because he's afraid he was going to blow it for the team. And so that was, but other than that, I think he enjoys it when he gets in and he's, he, I think he enjoys practice. That's fantastic. Yeah, he yeah, coach. Yeah. Go he ahead, definitely Pauline. feels like um, just that passion that our whole school has for football, you know? So he feels that he's like, I don't want to the school. <laughs> it's good. It's good to know that he can feel the importance of it and that, you know, he, he's a part of it. He's a big part of it. Coach Carson said he does a great job in those practices on the scout team, you know, running against the, uh, the starters and, you know, he he uh, he may get some time at defensive line this year. We'll see. And Coach Carson said, with that height, we may have to put him in for maybe a field goal block, jump up there and block a, a game-winning, game-tying field goal. Who knows? So stay ready. Too tall Hanson. Jones. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Chinese too tall Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fantastic. Uh, he's a, a great student from what I hear. Um, you know, very good in the classroom. A, a, a jokester from what his teammates are saying. Where is he thinking of going to uh, college next year? Um, he, he's not sure of what his passions are. Um, so like even today we were talking about trying to, um, him trying to take a college course, um, during high school. And so we're just going over like different things that he would want to. So he's still, you know, not, not, he's unsure what he wants to but, do. But he seems yeah. interested in history and politics, current events. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's great stuff, especially for a young man to be interested in those those things. I, I did hear a report from the summer trip from some of his teammates to say they say he sleeps a lot. I, I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means on the bus trips or just, you know, teenage boys. They, they tend to do that. But I'm sure he's well rested at the Murphy household. He's hard to wake up in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's uh, I think his natural sleep cycle is it, is to stay up late. Like he has a hard time. He says he has a hard time falling asleep at night. And so he has a hard time waking up in the morning. <laughs> well, uh, he, he's, uh, he's done a great job. I mean, I, again, talked to a few of his teammates. I, I, I don't know him that well. I, it's, it, I don't know a lot of these kids. Well, it's just fun to get to get to know them because it felt like yesterday we were all seniors and now, uh, you know, we're turning into senior citizens, if you will. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no oh, okay, hair and man. great. Since you're on the <laughs> sideline for the games, you got to strike up some conversations with him this year. Absolutely. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, he, I'm going to tell him. He's the tall one. You recognize him. He's the tall guy. Absolutely. I'll be looking up saying, hey, uh, what yeah. do you think, man? He'll be my, my go-to for, uh, for uh, yeah. player comments and stuff. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I want to I want to learn about all these guys and talk to all of them. So uh, uh, getting to talk to the, the parents and the, the families has been really, really cool. Um, do you guys have any memories of, of him uh, in his football experience or any or any sport, really, or him coming home one day and just saying, like, man, this happened or asking him about a game or anything like that the past uh, three or four years, however long it's been? Well, well, the thing I remember the most the thing I got a kick out of was just watching him talk to the other team after the play's over. He's still just talking to the guys on, on the other team. I don't know what he's talking about, 
but they're having a good time out there. Yeah, in one game, you found out that another player was from China. And so, you know, so it was, you know, so he was excited about that. Just a just a natural uh, a natural fit, of course. Uh, yeah, Pauline, your 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 dad coached real football a long time. Uh, Mike, you you played in uh, arguably the greatest game in RHB history in 1977, uh, the championship game there. So, uh, real Hondo football is special to both of you guys. I um, know, uh, Mr. Murphy, uh, you coached me back in the day as well. And I mean, RHP football. If you, I I didn't prepare you for this, but I know you'd have an answer anyway. Um, I don't know what does real football mean to both of you guys going being able to go out there on Friday nights and, and experience it all. I mean, to me, it's, it's very special and unique, but how would you put it into words? Well, well to me, th there's just nothing else like it because I started going to RHP football games when I was like first or second grade. Ken Drain was out there, Armand Mascam. Um, those were some great teams. And so um, I got to experience it from a very, very young age. And then I remember so much my sixth grade year, like it seemed like our whole team would go to the game, you know, the old care field, field one, where we'd be sitting in, uh, on the floorboard of the bleachers, you know, up front with our feet, our legs dangling over and our coaches were out there. And, and I just remember watching those games and thinking, man, those guys shit hard out there. <laughs> I don't ever want to be out there. But then as, as, as I got into high school, you know, it just became my passion. I just loved it so much. And then to experience it, you know, as you already referenced the, um, the game, you know, to win a championship, a, a football championship at RHP, there's just nothing that compares to it. The, you know, the, the bond and the camaraderie that, that we still have 40, whatever years later, all of us who were on that team. And then of course, Matt, to see the guys I coached, you know, so now after I've watched it from a small child, watching like my coaches out there, experiencing it myself, and then seeing the guys I coached like Matt Persima and Jacob Blake and Landon Goodwell and, and so many of them, I think I get, you know, almost as much satisfaction out of watching people that I coach or just people I've seen since, since they were in first grade and see them go up through the ranks, you know, um, there's just nothing like it. And then even if I didn't have that experience myself, just the Friday night experience at the game is just, there's just nothing else like it. Just, you know, you have those generations of RHP players and students and parents that still come back so many years later that um, there's still just that that bond that brings everyone together every Friday night. There's just nothing that compares to it. It's uh, it's still home and uh, always will be for so many people. And, and Pauline, I mean, you you lived a few blocks from the field. I'm sure you walked many Friday nights walking towards those She was those, a cheerleader. Those, those lights. <laughs> she was a cheerleader. For cheerleader and a big basketball football, player yeah. back in the day. I know you, you did it all, but uh, yeah, what does RHP football uh, mean to you, Pauline? Um, so for me, I um, just love football. And so I'm one of those where people like, when I go to women that go to the game, I actually want to watch the game. And so when people are talking to me, I'm like, wait, 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 I want to you know, watch the game. Like, I'm not here to chat, you know? So, um, but I just, I absolutely love football. And I, um, 
I would like cry with the teams that didn't win or, you know, made a championship. And I specifically remember like the Dave Carson run, Heaton, Randy, Rick Lane. And like when they lost their CF championship, I felt like I was one of the players on the team and I was like crying for them. And I was just like, I felt like I was one of, I don't know, like a part of the team just because I grew up in it, you know? And so, um, and so, yeah, I just really enjoy just the football experience and just watching the players. And then I'm always asking people questions and, you know, and everything. And so um, I just, it's, yeah, it means a lot to me. I'm not sure if the players, especially someone like Hanson, who kind of didn't grow up in a program, understand what they're a part of, that they're a part of something so much bigger than themselves. Yeah. When they're on the field, they're representing so much and so many people. 100%. That's why we're doing this and uh, want to continue the legacy and, and help spread the word as we continue. In closing, um, if you would each like to say something to Hanson, uh, the senior uh, senior football player for Rio Hondo. It's his uh, senior year and he's heading out. And uh, yeah, just any words of encouragement or anything you'd like him to know before his season starts? Well, I would just say, um, as we've been talking about, RHP football is so special. And he's a part of something so big. Just give it everything he has and really enjoy it. I know he's looking forward to volleyball and basketball. And but you know, RHB football and especially your, your senior year, that's really special. So just enjoy it. Work hard and enjoy it. And I would just say just um be yourself and don't you don't be afraid to just to be funny and um and just <laughs> be fun with the guys, you know, and um just just enjoy what you're doing and, and talk to Matt Hersema on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be talking to me. We'll be talking and it, and he's going to talk to the other team and maybe he'll get us some Intel. Maybe, you know, I don't know. We'll see. that'd be great. Hey, what did that guy say? What, what are they thinking? Come on. You'd be here. Anyway, Mike and Pauline Murphy. Thanks for doing this. Uh, wishing all the seniors, nothing but the best and uh, talking with their parents. It has been great. So appreciate your time and we'll be seeing you on the sidelines real, real soon. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man, especially RHB football. Absolutely. You, Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I am now joined by a, the proud father of senior Matthew Brewer. Matt Brewer coming to us from, well, an undisclosed location, we'll say. Mr. Brewer, how are you this evening? I'm great. Thank you. I'm, I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. All right. God's yeah. country out there. It, losing a it little daylight. Beautiful. Oh, well, we'll make it work. You're not getting eaten by the bugs or anything, are you? No, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Brewer, uh, Matthew and the boys just got back from a, a summer trip where they traveled all over the country, saw a ton of states. So uh, has he talked to you about how, how great the summer trip was yet? In in so many words, yeah. <laughs> I asked him uh, I asked him about it, and he said, it was good. It was cool. But uh I got to I got to experience it through coaches' photos, so it was great seeing all of the fun they had. Yeah, I mean, uh, boys being boys, I, I think one of those videos it looked like he was eating some one of the crabs or whatever, fresh off the grill. From I mean, the boys were just being being boys. What, what can we say, right? It looked like a great time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's uh, a nature guy. Nature guy, uh, you were telling me off the uh, a science guy, uh, a guy that uh, yeah, just uh, is is more than a football player. Oh yeah, he's he's a well-rounded guy. He's he's a little bit of uh he loves animals, he loves science, he loves uh football, sports. He's been enjoying coaching and refereeing games and uh, I'm learning a, new... a lot about him too. He's 
<laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, you know, Matthew had a very unique uh, path to Rio Hondo, and it's I, I like talking about it to the podcast so that you know the, the alumni people from the past are kind of learning about the new way, the new ways of things or whatever. But talk to me about um, how you guys discovered Rio Hondo because uh, Matthew transferred in last year as a junior uh, from Maranatha and you know had to sit out five games which uh, you know was a little ridiculous but a very patient young man and he came in the middle of the season and did great but talk to us about how you guys discovered Rio Hondo. Yeah uh, we were we were transferring out of Maranatha and um, looking for looking for another school and so we, we heard about Rio and we came to do a little recon and the family came on a Saturday and there was nobody on campus. We thought we would sneak in. We noticed that the gymnasium was open. So we wandered in and, um, and then we found, um, coach, coach Randy. Coach Johnson. Yeah. Coach, so he was, he was on campus and asked, you know, can I help you guys? And, um, we just, we told him we're, we're looking to come to this school. So it just kind of worked out. And then he gave us a, a short and prompto tour and, he was really nice about it and um, invited us back to do a shadow day. Matt came and did his shadow day. And uh, he found out from uh, one of the science teachers. Uh, no, I think uh, some somewhere he talked to somebody and found out that they were going to be dissecting frogs. And he, there's goats in the background. Um, <laughs> he found out that they were going to be dissecting frogs. And he didn't get to do one because freshman year was quarantine. Um, so he missed his, that science year, that was when they did it. So he, um, he really wanted to do one. So they told him, if you come back, we'll have you, well, we'll do your, you could have your own frog. And so, cause they were going to do it in teams at the other school. And so he was excited. He, he wants to be a veterinarian and, uh, he wants to know everything about animals. We're always, he's always YouTubing and looking things up like, you know, loves nature, loves animals, unafraid of any type. Uh, so he came back to dissect his own frog and said that in the lunch line, the lunch people knew him by name. Um, everybody, all the kids, you know, were very warm and welcoming. And um, I mean, coach, even from the field during a game, we showed up to a game to check it out. And uh, from the field, pointed to an empty seat, saw us up in the stands, pointed to Matthew and said, I want you here. And so I think Matt was hooked. You know, he felt very invited. And so we've loved it ever since. I wish we had been there through freshman and, and sophomore year. Wow, that's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, Rio is a, a special place. And for so many kids, they came up through the Care Youth League program, right? And it's a natural kind of progression. But in recent years, there have been some kids that, uh, you know, transferred over. And, and it's been eye-opening, I think, to them. Uh, it's a, it, Was there any adjustment to Rio? I mean, it's a, you know, big curriculum. You're, you're kind of not just playing football. You're, you're in the band or the choir and you're doing all these things. Does it, was, or did Matthew just kind of soak all that up? That, he's amazing. I have no idea how he does it. I struggled in school. I mean, I'll still struggle with stuff. I'll get through it, but it seems effortless to him. He, um, he seems to do well. I, I haven't had to help him with homework since the elementary years. He does it, gets his stuff done. Uh, the adjustment, I'm, what adjustment? He seemed to just melt right into the crowd and like he's been part of the guys, you know, since their younger years so it's it's been so great yeah you know, I, I haven't seen any struggle in adjustment yeah that's that's awesome to hear i if, if you wouldn't know it that he was a transfer kid 
uh, you know, in, in the middle of his high school. I mean, it seems like he just came up with everyone. And again, I think that's to your point of kind of the, the kids and the coaches being very welcoming as well. So uh, it's, it's good to know he, he fits right, right in at home there. And um, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing great things. He only got to play in, uh, you know, half the season last year. Do you have any memories from last year of uh, the games he did play or just the season as, as a whole? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? We would go home and watch the videos. I think they were on max prep or something. We would, he would watch them over and over again. He's, he's going to kill me for saying that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he loved, he loved looking back at everyone's plays and, and just studying it. You know, there was one play. He was so hungry to get out there. It was the first game he got to play and he was so hungry to make a tackle coach put him out. It was his first time out. And, uh, he was he came from from the opposite direction and and just did a flying tackle I don't think he's supposed to do that but he was so <laughs> eager <laughs> flew it through the air another funny one was um he told me he was I don't I, he was somewhere in the middle and he saw big ankles and then he small he saw small ankles and he went for the small ankles and uh, <laughs> but that, because he was down on his knees, uh, it, I guess the ref didn't let that play stand. But it was, it was funny. He got the guy with the ball because he saw big ankles, big ankles, small ankles, went for that guy, tied him up, made the tackle. <laughs> it was there you funny. Go. No, I, I just can't imagine having to practice all summer and then, you know, going through all the practices all, you know, the season and just waiting and waiting and waiting. You finally get to get out there. And uh, yeah, he was definitely uh, a, a big impact on the field and the team really, uh, really took off with, with him in there. I'm sure he's going to be hungry to get to play a full season this year. He's got to be chomping at the bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Re ready Watch to and go. study baseball and football all the time. Yeah. And he, he's a, he's a lineman guy, right? He plays offensive and defensive line. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to play ball in school, so um, I'm learning with him. I, I could throw the ball with him, but that's about as far as I got to teach him. So he's learning a lot. He's teaching me a lot. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of teaching going on at Rio with the, the coaching staff. They, they get the most out of their kids. They try to get, you know, uh, average kids good, good kids great, and, uh, and great kids to be uh, exceptional. So uh, Matthew's a guy that has uh, definitely excelled. Uh, you already talked about him being a, a veterinarian someday. So he sounds like he's got his future planned out. It's just about uh, enjoying those, those final football games this senior year. Yeah, he's loving it. He is loving it. He is having a great time. And he has goals, and I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be successful. Um, I know he's going to do it. Anything he sets out to do, he accomplishes it. Sometimes things I don't want him to do. <laughs> right now, his adventure is he wants to go, for money, paint curbs. But I'm a little iffy on that one. <laughs> but he's an entrepreneur. He's always trying hey. something new. That's awesome. That's a great outlook to have. Really, really cool. And uh, if you had, uh, Mr. Brewer, to, to tell some – uh, families out there who would be considering real Hondo and maybe hadn't heard of real Hondo before. I mean, what would be your pitch to, to those families to be like, Hey, why don't you check this school out? It's, I mean, we, we have felt welcome from the beginning. It's the small school that, um, that it's, it's a hidden gem really. Mm. Um, it's been so great for my son and I, my next one's going to come up. He's, he's got his eighth grade year and, He's going to go there. He, he can't wait to join Rio. Can't wait to be part of the team. Um, it's been great. And I, I understand that many of the teachers are 
you know, associate pastors. And we love that we're Christians and we love that they're getting um, people with Christian background, that they're, they're, um, their ears and eyes are guarded and that they're getting a strong education, that it's strong academically and the sports never stop. I love that. It keeps him busy. He doesn't have time to get in any trouble. <laughs> well, well said. Well, in, uh, in closing, if you would, this is uh, your final opportunity to say uh, whatever you like uh, about your son, the senior. It's going to be his senior year. Words of encouragement, just uh, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever you want to say about your son going into his senior year. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, all I can think about is, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you, Matthew. I know that whatever you set out to do, you will accomplish. I have no doubt in my mind. I just pray that um, you never lose sight of God in it all and that you seek him in everything you do. I know that he'll give you success. And uh, I don't, the only question in my mind is how well I'll handle it, how, how well I'll handle the chaos, the toys, the laundry all over the floor being missing in my life because um, it's going by so fast. Facebook hits me up every now and then with those uh, on this day 10 years ago, and it's everything I can do not to break down and cry. I love wow. you, son. Uh, go get them. Mr. Brewer, thank you for doing this. That was that was great. We're wishing uh, Matthew nothing but success on the field. We'll be cheering hard for him all season. And uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. As uh, We're losing daylight, but we, but we got it in. Appreciate it, sir. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, I'm now joined by the parents of senior Colby Johnson, Rick and Valerie Johnson. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, are you guys ready for another senior year of football? Yes, sir. Yeah. You guys are uh, veterans now. A couple years ago, you had uh, your 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 uh, middle son Calvin, uh, who was playing on some very good uh, football teams there. Uh, Rick, uh, kind of looking at Calvin and Colby, uh, two different types of players, we'll say, uh, two different uh, positions, but. You know what it's like kind of living up to an older brother. What's it been like for Colby kind of living up to Calvin? Uh, I don't think, yeah, he's good. He, uh, <laughs> the nice thing was he got, a, he got to play his sophomore year. He got to play on that really good team. So he was, he was one of the linemen, and he actually got to play. So that was cool that he actually got to play with his brother because freshman year, that was, I think, the COVID year. Mm -hmm. And, they, you know, they went to the Rose Bowl and played Polly or whatever. He suited up, but he didn't actually get in. There was one play he was almost going to get in because someone got hurt. But then uh, Coach Dave said, no, nah, Kobe, get back out. <laughs> Put someone else in there with a little experience. So so close. So close. Well, uh, I've been kind of asking the uh, the moms, Valerie, about uh, their boys at home. We see them on the field. We know they're good students and they do, do their part. But as far as home life, is, is the room clean? Uh, are they keeping up with their chores? Or do you need, uh, you know, what's worse, getting yelled at by coaches or, or mom sometimes? Mm, probably mom. Um, the pie mom is because yeah. they're more willing to, you know, say how they really feel or express something with the coaches. You know, there's other people around. They're not going to, I think Kobe will be more reserved as well. Yeah. But, you know, he does a lot and um, he has a dog that he takes care of as well. And he just, um, you know, he coaches, of course, like they all have the opportunity to do so. And he has a lot of um, little jobs that he does on the side, like 
um, he works for Mr. Clevenger and Mr. Martin. And then um, sometimes he also works for um, the Amundsen family off and on either babysitting or different landscaping jobs or so he nice. does a lot of things like that. Um, so, you know, we can't complain too much and he has really good grades and works hard in school. So there's not much that I can, you know, complain about. Well, so. well I know when, uh, when both, with both parents are teachers, you better, you better keep good grades. I know that, right? I mean, <laughs> if uh, I know Calvin and uh, Clarissa, same thing. I mean, what, what's it been like for you guys who have seen, you know, you saw your daughter graduate, you saw Calvin graduate. Um, those, uh, those had to be fun, emotional times. And you got, you got one left. I mean, you guys kind of, I don't know, going through the, uh, the different emotions right now, this time of year. Yeah, I was thinking about that recently just because, you know, when Calvin and Clissa graduated, you still had another one, right? Or in Clissa's case, you know, we had the both the boys. But yeah, I was just thinking about that, like, what do we, you know, he's, when he graduates, what's what's next, man? Like, no one, I mean, you know, we can still come to the games, but it's fun to have someone that you're, you know, a family member you're rooting for. So we're like, well, I guess we'll just have to wait for the Wait for the grandkids or something, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, well, Valerie, what about uh, Colby being the youngest? I mean, I don't think, you know, there was too much of them picking on him or anything, but is there a different kind of encouragement with Colby now that they have graduated, they have moved on, and, and Colby's like the last the last line of defense there with the Johnson family? It's He's the only one left, as, as Rick mentioned. Yes, definitely. They are they're all really close to each other and you know they like spending time with each other and there have been times where I've been surprised that they kind of um Clarissa and Calvin both have kind of pushed Colby a little bit more to try to you know encourage him and they know what he's that he's capable a lot a lot and um sometimes when he wants to Colby's a very practical um, person he's super practical and so for example um last year um at you know, towards the end of the school year, towards the end of a sophomore school year, that is, um, they get their schedule of classes of what they're going to take and what they're recommending them to take. And so he was having a conversation with me in the kitchen and Clarissa was there and he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take this other English class because I'm not going to take the AP anyways. And I'm not that good at writing. That's not, you know, my strong suit. So I'm not going to do that. And then Clarissa was like, no, Colby, you need to take that AP class. And so maybe you're not going to take the AP, but you need to try. You take that the more challenging class. And so he is like, oh, well, we'll see. I'm not sure. And I go, why don't you have a conversation with Mrs. Christina Horton? See what she thinks she's had you in junior high. She knows what kind of student you are when it comes to English and, you know, writing and whatnot. And she knows what you can handle. He's like, okay. And he was kind of like, okay, we'll see, you know, because <laughs> he knows what his strengths are. And so after he left the room, Clarissa was like, he needs to make sure he talks to her. Like he needs to make sure that he does that. And then sure enough, he talked to Chris, Mrs. Christina Horton. He ended up taking the more challenging class. And, um, and then he took the AP exam and he just got his um, score back and he got a, he passed and he, he got passed a four and he got a four. And, you know, if he wouldn't have taken that class, he wouldn't have taken the AP test and, you know, he wouldn't have done that, you know? And then with Calvin, I just noticed that, um, you know, because he can kind of, he knows what football is. He knows what it takes to play football, you know, also. So he has been there. So especially um, I noticed that when Colby got hurt, you asked me about that. You know, he got hurt right before they went on the trip. And and Calvin wants to be a physical therapist. And he's been working with um, 
at Dr. Jeff Fairley's clinic. So he's learned a lot about, you know, different exercises and whatnot. So he put Colby like really fast. He gave him like a regimen of these are the exercises you need to do. These are the stretches. You need to do these three times a day. And he was just like really on top of him and trying to push him, which was good that he ended up going on the trip with him because then it gave us more of a peace of mind. Like, okay, he's going to be reminding him, you know, Colby would do it, but it's just nice to have someone there to, you know, keep you more accountable as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, older siblings are always come in handy, uh, you know, kind of kind of an advantage when you're the younger one sometimes. Uh, Rick, you're someone that, uh, well, everyone contributes in so many ways to the to the Real Hondo program. You're actually uh, usually on the sidelines, on the opposite sideline, uh, running the chain crew. So uh, what's it like for you the past few years on Friday nights, seeing mo both your sons, but, you know, recently Colby uh, being on the visiting sideline, having the best seat in the house, really, and also doing a, you know, a rather difficult job. Yeah, it, I I enjoy it. Um, it. It does, you know, you can't be a regular fan, like be, you yeah. know, yelling and stuff. So that's the hard part, but it's probably better anyhow, because it kind of keeps me quiet. But um, I enjoy hearing what the other coaches say. Um, you know, sometimes it's not always good stuff, but, I, you know, it's just fun to hear what they say. And sometimes they're, you know, they're actually pretty nice to us and they'll, you know, kind of talk back and forth and they'll be like, you know, we'll make a good play and they'll just turn around like, how'd that guy do that? You know, just stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of fun. You know, it just depends. Some coaches aren't as, uh, aren't as friendly as others, but for the most part, I, I enjoy it. And like you said, it's a great seat to have. So can't complain. I have I am fascinated, really, and that's a big part of this podcast. Has been like I, I'm curious in getting the outside perspective, really, of of real Honda football because we all talk about it. We talk about the past. We all go through it. Uh, it's fun to talk to the parents to get their their insights and former players. But when you hear it from other coaches, uh, we've had some four other coaches on the podcast, which has been fun. But you get to hear it uh, right up close. The frustration, maybe, hopefully, the frustration from them, and uh, yeah, that that's cool to hear. Uh, so Valerie, how do you watch games on Friday night by your no husband to cling on to, uh, during the tense moments? I mean, how do you, how do you get through the Friday nights yourself? You know, I have made some really great friendships with some wonderful moms out there. And so I have some awesome moms that I get nice. to sit by. And so I have my, my people, so that's good. But, nice. you know, I know that. Uh, Rick likes being out there and I think it's great that he has that opportunity, you know, to be able to be out there and, um, you know, help out that way. Honestly, I probably wouldn't be sitting by her anyhow, because I like to stand and kind of walk yeah. and move. So it's kind of a social thing for her. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, even when I'm not on the sideline, you know, doing the chains, I, I usually don't sit on the in the bleachers because I don't like to sit down. Dads are not meant to sit. Dad, you can't, <laughs> and I'm, I'm right there with you. But yeah, dads are not meant to sit. They need to, you know, walk around and uh, and feel the game, right? You got to feel right. it. Um, I want to talk just uh, briefly before we, we wrap it up soon. Um, you know, memories you've had so far. Uh, with Colby, uh, your 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 senior son playing football the past few years, and then of course we'll get to uh, kind of anything you want to say about him, encouraging him going into the senior season. But um, as far as the past few years have gone, what has been your your memories, favorite memories, or, or just the everyday grind that is real football for for Colby and just his experiences and your experiences as as his parents? I I think the fun part was him being able to play with Calvin, and I think. Mm -hmm. The fact that he was young and those seniors that you know it, it helped push him because you know he could have easily just been like oh i'm i'm younger i'm not going to play anyhow like no big deal but um i think they felt like hey you can do it you can be a part of this 
line and, and we can be pretty special. And, and, uh, you know, of course the charter Oak game was cool. That was cool. Cause we did this, we did the chains and we were on the Rio side. That's right. So that I was really cool just to be on <laughs> our side and just all the excitement there. But, um, that was fun to see. He actually had a really, he had a pretty big block on, on that one run that JG got in, uh, I don't know, from the three or four yard line, whatever it was. So that was just fun to see him playing hard. And like I said, I think it pushed him. Hey, I don't want to let these guys down. Mm. So that was just, I, I think that was probably just that season and, and them playing together was one of the, one of the fun things for me. And, and Valor, anything from the season you remember, or just his ov overall experience uh, of watching Colby the past few years? Well, you know, I was just thinking about this when we were going to do this podcast and I was thinking, wow, like it's crazy to think that he's been playing football since first grade, you know, and that's a really long time. And I remember, you know, I think I mentioned this to you before when you, um, you know, when we were on the podcast, we were talking about Calvin, but how it just kind of gradually, you know, got more challenging and more challenging and you know now to see him play high school football where I was so nervous about that before going to real hunter prep games before I was a mother myself you know and thinking like whoa like that's someone's kid out there like how how are these parents just these moms especially just, <laughs> just taking it in stride but you know they just get to be so tough and also like Rick was saying I think it was really good for him to be able to play with you know like Calvin's class mm -hmm. because those guys you know they took him in and um, also I could see him doing that as well and taking in especially, you know, especially he just mentioned a couple of times that he got was able to get really close to like some of these other younger guys on the trip. And yeah. so I just think that's really great. Like you've said, you know, when you talk to Mark, it's just like such a great bonding experience for them to be able to start their season this way. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, really good for him to be able to, you know, watch out for the younger ones as well. Well, I, I think Colby's a phenomenal player. I've watched him the past few years. I think going into his senior year, he's hands down, you know, the senior leader of the trenches, uh, offensive and defensive line. He's a guy that plays very, very hard, uh, you know, bulked up quite a bit last year. And I know he's got to be excited for this year. So always, uh, I'm always uh, inspired by by how hard he plays. You could tell he's got a fire in his belly. So looking forward to more great things from him this year. Less penalties this year, mom and dad, <laughs> little less. You know, the refs aren't always right, but but still, yeah, let, let's cut those down. Um, so finally, guys, um, just anything you want to say about your son. He's about to be a senior. I went on a summer trip. He's uh, got, uh, you know, not too many football games left. I mean, it, whatever you want to say about your youngest son, Colby Johnson. Well, Colby, it's been great watching you play all these years. Thank you for working hard. Thank you for always being part of the team and being a team leader. Um we are blessed to have to have had this opportunity to be in the stands. And um, I know there were times that you were probably too tired or wanted to give up or not really in the mood, but you know, you did it. And especially those hard summer practices, but we're thankful that, you know, you persevered and we're so excited about this senior season for you and go Rio. Sounds great. Anything to add, Rick? Yeah. Uh, I would say just, uh, you know, play hard, do your best. And, and, uh, I know the trip was a little difficult for him just because he got injured right before, but, uh, we just told him, Hey, just be there for the guys, you know, when they're at the, mm -hmm. at the football camp, you know, get close, see what they're, you know, what they're saying and all that. So I, I think, I know he tried to do as much as he could, couldn't necessarily run and all that stuff, but, um, just appreciate his, his attitude that he had with us about it. And, um, 
you know, just taking that in, like you said, he's, you know, one of the senior guys They're you know, help lead these, lead these guys and, and just have a great season, you know, win or lose, however, however it goes, just play hard and know that, you know, we did our best and that's, that's what, what it's all about. Can't wait for it. We'll kick off August 19th down in San Diego. Going to be a great way to start the season. The Johnson family, the, uh, the, the great legacy of Real Hondo football with Randall Johnson Sr., uh, great head coach for many years, Randall, Randy Jr., the offensive coordinator, and of course, Rick running the chains, Calvin Johnson, and finally, senior Colby Johnson. Can't wait for his senior year up here in 2023. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. We'll see you out there very, very soon. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thank we you. appreciate everything you do for the, for the boys. Of course. It's a, it's a privilege and an honor. Thanks, guys. Okay, it's now my privilege to be joined joined by the Tafflingers, Mr. and Mrs. Tafflinger, the proud parents of senior Josh Tafflinger. We'll say hello to both of them first. Uh, hello, uh, Josh, uh, the proud father there. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Matt. And Julie, Mrs. Tafflinger, how are you this evening? Great. Thank you so much. Well, appreciate you guys coming on to say a few uh, words about uh, your son. I want to ask you about what it's been like as, uh, you know, parents of, uh, of a senior or going into a senior year, but the past three years, what that's been like in the program. But I will first say about Josh, you know, he's a guy that stands out to me. Uh, he's kind of a, he's really is a team player in my mind. And I will never forget last season, uh, the very first game of the year, a couple minutes in him making that big interception to start off the year. They really got the team going. So those are the types of things I think about when I think of Josh Taffling or your son. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's one of the things that comes to, to our mind as well. And, um, I think that was, that was a big highlight for him definitely. And I think last year, his junior year was, you know, I think it was like, kind of like his coming out year, um, uh, freshman, sophomore year, there are quite a few guys ahead of him, those juniors and seniors, great, great couple, uh, classes right there that, that did really well. And so last year was like a good opportunity for Joshua to, to go out there and have some fun. So it was, mm -hmm. it was a really fun memory that we were just talking about as well. Well, you know, what's crazy about Josh? Every time I see him, he's bigger. I mean, not just taller, but he's bulking yeah. up. I mean, that's definitely played the, played the, you know, a big key part of last year. Why he, uh, why he did so well, a lot of, a lot of extra work in the, in the weight room, probably eating you guys out of house and home too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy for sure. Um, he's he's a pretty solid kid. Um, you know, like most teenagers, he likes to sleep, and so I go in there in the morning and wake him up, touch his shoulder, touches you know his 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 arm, and upper back, and it's like guy's solid. He's just a beast. So, <laughs> well, I, and I gotta I gotta admit also, you know, he he's quite the thespian. Him as a pirate in the in the uh, the Peter Pan play. Him and Ryan McCullough standing there all big, big as could be. Uh, Julie, you had to be really proud of him for his uh, his performance on stage as a, as a pirate. Of course, yes. Um, <laughs> and I, I was a thespian in high school too. So um, I'm so glad that he's interested in doing that. I'm not sure how those guys manage it all. Um, but yeah, I just love to see him on the field and on the stage. Yeah, when you come to Rio, you're going to do everything. You're going to play ball. You're going to be in the play. You're going to play an instrument, sing something. You're going to take uh, certain classes. So uh, you really get the full experience at Rio. But back to back to kind of football, you know, uh, Josh has had 
had a successful junior year. Uh, what is your guys's, I guess not just him, but your perception of the football program itself, what it's been like being a part of that? Because we're continuing to try to make that program uh, grow and to get some notoriety here on the podcast. But what's kind of been your experience as, as parents for a few years? Can go first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I I just think it's I think it's great. Um, we started him in the Care Youth League program. Um, I played in Care Youth League in Covina, and we just we just knew the value from the mm -hmm. beginning, and it's it was a thought in our mind, like in the back of our mind, like it'd be great for our kids to go to Rio Hondo Prep. Um, and we, we knew that the great value in it, um, but when it became a reality, I think it's just like extra, extra special. And we, we're just very proud. I'm proud of the program and mm -hmm. I get all emotional, but I think like people, parents say it takes a village, right? To raise up these kids and I should have warned you on our pre-show about my tears, but um, <laughs> it it, tr it truly does. And I think just the leaders that are pouring into them and encouraging them to work hard and give it their all um, while partnering with us at home, because we're doing the same, you know, raising them up to um, really serve the Lord in all that they're doing. And for Joshua, our son, you know, the the opportunity to do that at Rio and then to have these leaders pouring into him and encouraging him. And, you know, so many kids these days are self-focused, but at Rio, you can't be, it's all about the team. And so I, I just think it's a great place to be We're I'm constantly telling families I actually was today telling a family, like a mom was sharing, she's not sure where she's going to put her son when he gets to high school. And I'm like, I know the place that he should be. So <laughs> it is. Uh, it is a special place indeed. And I. And I think when you look at uh, people who've gone through the school, you know, you see that they become leaders in their industry and they give to others. I mean, uh, yeah. I. I think um, as AJ Corsini said on his po podcast, you know, I can't think of a better place really. So. Um, yeah, thank you for saying those things. And, and Mr. Tafflinger, I mean, seeing your son on the football field, I mean. What what has that been like? You've seen this program uh, grow the past few years, and, and Josh has as well. But like, when you see your son on Friday nights out there, I mean, uh, what's that like as a dad? I love it. Um, football is probably the sport that I relate to the most um, growing up playing football, and and so being able to see him out there, um, you know, whether honestly whether he's on the sideline or whether he's on the field, I think you know just and this is for a lot of those boys too, you know, just the fact that they're out there, they're part of that team. Um, you know, they're part of that, that, that brotherhood that, that Rio Hondo does such a, a great job of um, instilling into, into these young men. Um, it, it brings a lot of pride. Um, mm -hmm. Not, not like a selfish, um, you know, pride, but, but just, just really proud of him, proud of the program. Um, just proud of just, like if you look at if you look at these freshmen, you know, like the, they they come up kind of as these these boys, you know, and then and then throughout their freshman year and sophomore year, junior year, like like they are formed into into men, and um, 
not just not just what the what the world calls men but you know just from like a biblical perspective as well and um that's something that i really uh appreciate about rio hondo um just you know them raising christian leaders christian men who who are different you know they're they're not the same guys um as the other 11 guys that they're they're facing they they are different so that's something that I, I appreciate a lot. That is really well said. And I think, um, yeah, I think people can relate to that for sure. That's, that's the goal. And you want to win football games, you want to compete, but there's a, there's bigger tasks at hand for sure. Uh, you guys were telling me Joshua is the oldest of uh, six kids. So uh, talk to me about uh, Mr. Senior now uh, at home, being, being the oldest of, of six kids. Does he, help, does he help you guys out? Does he keep the room clean? Is he a leader leading these kids around? I mean, talk to me about uh, Josh being at home. Yeah, um, his room isn't always the cleanest, <laughs> but he does a pretty good job of, of making sure that the things get picked up. Um, but he's, he's really helpful. Um, I think as the oldest of six, you kind of have to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's been good to see him just in the past six, seven years, just, you know, from like 10, 11 on up, just really mature and just kind of, um, uh, yeah, just, just, just be super helpful and um, just, just mature. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Um, I'm really got, I'm really grateful that God gave, gave him us as our first child. Mm. He, um, he is, he's a great leader and he, he's always really been helpful. He also has a, a care for his siblings that, um, is, I think unique in, in some families. Um, and they really look up to him, you know, like, as soon as he got off the um, escalator after the trip, after the summer trip, like we're all waiting and, you know, he, our youngest is eight and he just like picks her up and just <laughs> gives her such a big hug. And I, I, I know that they truly missed him when he was gone. Um, and part of that is because they look up to him and they enjoy that he like engages with them and, He's super helpful, like in a lot of areas. He'll cook or clean or drive. <laughs> it's a big deal that he's driving. It's very helpful. So there you go. Um, we, I mean, he's he's easy to have at home. An easy teenager he, to have. Yeah, that's that's excellent to hear. He sounds like a team captain of uh, the Tafflinger Tafflinger kids there. If I, if I got to say so myself, and. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I interviewed him once last year. We'll talk to him again this year, I'm sure. Seems like a rather uh, patriotic guy. I love that. I'm a big fan of that, especially in, in, in young kids these days. Um, and then, Mr. Tafflinger, you were telling me um, you, you've you been a part of a program um, and kind of tied it in with some real students, um, I, I, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. You can tell me briefly about that for those that don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, FCA has been around for uh, about 70 years now. Um, and their mission and vision is, is to see every coach and every athlete come to a relationship with Jesus and his church because they want to see the world, we want to see the world influenced by or impacted by the influence of coaches and athletes. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of schools that are a whole lot different than Rio. Um, 
as, as far as, you know, young men and women who, who play sports and those who don't, Rio, pretty much everyone plays. Um, yeah. But when you, when you look at like most, most campuses, the ones with the most influence are the ones out there wearing the Letterman jackets. They're the ones that are on the field mm-hmm. on Friday nights or on the basketball courts or the pool or wherever it's at. Um, and the coaches as well, you know? And so, and so if we can, if we can reach those coaches and those athletes, um, and then in return, they can reach their, their campus, their, their teammates, their classmates, um, then, then that's amazing. So when people ask me like, what do I do? Really simply put, I just tell them like, I'm a missionary to coaches and athletes and, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of go from there. So it's, it's been great having, having FCA on, on Rio's campus the past couple of years. Um, Tatiana four is kind of the one who, who got it going there. So, um, thanks Tatiana. And, uh, it's, it's just been great to see it grow over the past couple of years and what this next year is going to look like as well. And thanks to Mr. Ixta, cause he's the one that, that really, you know, like is, is supporting the ministry mm-hmm. there on the campus. And it's great to like walk alongside the, the coaches, um, and the teachers, just all the staff at Rio and just kind of partner with them because we all have the same, the same goal for these young men and women. So. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a perfect fit for Rio and uh, man. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Thank you for doing that. And we'll try to gather more information on that uh, over the course of the season as well. Uh, in closing guys, uh, this is your opportunity to say whatever you'd like to about uh, your son, Joshua, his upcoming senior season. You know, uh, we hope there's um a lot of football games this year, but uh, there's 10 on the schedule currently. Nothing is guaranteed. So uh, to your senior son, whoever wants to go first, um, just what do you want to say to your, your senior son, Joshua Tafflinger? I'll go first. Um, you know, Joshua, Jay, um, you, you're, you're here. It's, it's your senior year, and it's a, it's a big year. Um, I know that that God's going to do some really amazing things with you this year through you, and it's it's been great to to see you out on that field there on that campus the past few years, and we're really excited and looking forward to to what is going to going to happen this year. Um, we just continue to pray for you and lift you up to Him, and uh, just pray that you stay safe out there, and uh, just that that you are that light to those young men that are, that are um, around you and looking up to you and um, that you are, you are that, that team player that the coaches want you to be and that others um, want to see as well. Why would I just cry? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can't really, I really can't believe that we're here, like that he's a senior already, but um Joshua, I just, we're so proud of you, and it's a joy, an absolute joy to watch you, to watch you play as a team, to be there Friday night. It's a highlight. I think Friday nights and Sunday mornings are our favorite. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm just so excited to see you grow even more as a leader, as you um, just pour into the guys that are that are younger than you but also as you just grow more as a man of God and serve him and work hard um, from the minute you get on that field to the minute you're off. And then as you continue to serve him in your day in day, day in and day out and love him. So 
We're proud of you and we love you. Thank you to the Tafflinger family for joining me. Looking forward to the season. We will see you guys in a few weeks as we finally kick this thing off. Can't wait for it. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. You're doing an awesome job. We love yes. the podcast. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Well, that was a lot of fun getting a chance to talk to all the parents of the uh, current seniors and uh, get to learn a little bit about them and just their experience, right? I always like hearing from different perspectives of the football program, whether, whether it be hearing from uh, coaches from other schools or uh, the parents of current players, alumni from the past, uh, just it's a tremendous honor to do this and to to put out content that you guys enjoy. And I look back at our summer episodes and we've had so many uh, great, uh, great total views on YouTube and just the audio platforms that it really keeps me going, keeps me motivated to know that uh, people are uh, eating this stuff up. And I hope you enjoyed this unique perspective really from the senior parents as you know, we're about to kick this season off. The boys are about to head off to those uh, dreaded double sessions, right? That wet grass, the, the dirty uniforms, putting it back on and going through the drills again and just preparing after all the workouts all summer and all off season. And uh, before you know it, though, it's going to be over. And that's why I wanted to do this episode and get to hear from the parents, um, especially at a, a time where uh, I'm always thinking about uh, one of mine uh, specifically. So um August is almost here, guys, and uh, man, it's on. It's it's time to go. We're not going to be talking about the past so much anymore uh, with the, well, the alumni and everything. It's all about the future. The future is now, if you will. So it's a, the 2023 fo football season. Next week, we will have Coach Carson on to discuss um, some some pre pre practice. Uh, you know, maybe depth chart, some of the the practice plans, if you will. We'll record before practices start, but I believe they are getting going here on August third. I believe that is a Thursday and then uh, obviously into the weekend and uh, the following week, I'll try to get us some content from the meet the team event on August 12th. If you're in town, uh, you know, stop by care care field there in, uh, in Arcadia and uh, there'll be a nice two hour practice. You get to do team pictures. There's going to be food there. We'll definitely continue to promote that up. And then uh, that is the final Friday before the season kicks off. And then the season does kick off August 19th on a Saturday down in La Jolla in the San Diego area at Francis Parker. So be sure to join us for that. If you can't make it, there should be some options uh, to, to maybe watch the game. And uh, if nothing else, you'll have updates from yours truly uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. So thanks for tuning in to a special edition of the uh, Charge to Keep podcast. I say special almost every week because we have these unique uh, ideas and things that I they pop up in my head and then I'm really, really glad when they turn out uh, in a positive light. So it's a blessing to do this. The I say the privilege is all mine, but uh, the pleasure is all mine, whatever the phrase is. And uh, to, to the parents of uh, uh, Owen Berry, uh, Matthew Brewer, um, I don't want to mess anything up here. Colby Johnson, Alex Mustaine, um, uh, Seth Aguilar. Uh, who am I? Who else am I missing here? Sorry, I should have written these down. Hanson Lou uh, with with the Murphys. And uh, was that everybody? Let me, just, let me just look at the photo we posted today. That's all we got to do. Um, to to the parents of of everybody, and I appreciate you uh, sitting down. And uh, Josh Tafflinger, who you just heard at there at the end, uh, the very the very very end, uh, the, the the Johnson family. Thank you for sitting down with me and just uh, talking about your sons, because one part of doing this podcast, uh, Owen Barry, of course, uh, the family didn't get a chance to, to sit down with us. Um, but to, to hear from everybody else, uh, it's just a tremendous honor and a privilege. And I hope the alumni uh, who's maybe living in a different 
state or something they can look back and it kind of gives them a little juice they'll be like man the season's about to start i don't even know these kids but now you get to know a little bit about them uh from their from their family so that was the goal of all this that uh, when you're sitting on a tv or a computer cheering for Rio on a Friday night, whether you live in Washington, D.C., like Maynard Bojorquez, or uh, up in Oregon, like Steve Amon and John Lee, or maybe even in another country, like I know we have some listeners uh, and some some fans uh, tuning in, that you get to know these boys a little bit more. And and my goal the next few weeks and months is to uh, you know get more of the kids, uh, the microphone in front of them, um, get to learn about them, whether they're sophomores, juniors, seniors, whoever it is, and get to hear from them on the weekend, the post-game shows, of course, and then maybe some of the Instagram and Facebook videos that we do after games. But uh, you got some interesting insight tonight from the uh, the parents of these uh, great senior men and just appreciate them and all they do. Seriously, uh, they do a lot more than I do. I just turn a microphone on and talk real football. That's that's kind of easy. But uh, to the parents, it's all the car rides, the meals, the the um, the you know the medical care, whatever it may be. They do so much for their sons and we get to kind of just reap the benefits of, of them uh, working hard and playing hard football for real hondo prep. Thanks for tuning in guys. Appreciate you, the listeners as uh, the show continues to grow uh, all summer long. There's been great interest in uh, for the, the upcoming season and it's a chance to go down memory lane, but also uh, talk about the future and, and the current state of the program as well. And uh, I think it's alive and well, real hondo nation, the real hondo family is, uh, is alive and well, and it is a family wherever you come from, wherever you're at uh, you know what the RH on your chest uh, means something special. So Appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Thanks again to the parents. It was a tremendous honor to talk with you guys. And we will be back next week for more great content on the Charge to Keep podcast. And as always, guys, as a kindly reminder here at Real Hondo Prep to be humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save, and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care, as in thy sight to live. And, O thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to 